This program is brought to you by the Living Church Boise. This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1 The Voice. Well, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eye and the pride of life is not from the Father, but it's from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. And that's what I mean by don't forget holiness. Seek to do the will of God. And if you're having a hard time seeking the will of God, go to your parents. Go to other believers that you trust. Say, man, I'm having a hard time seeking the will of God in this. You tracking with me? So we saw that life is a fight. We saw that the way that we, we wage this war, the way that we win this fight is by remembering God before evil days come. We remember God before old age comes. We remember God before death comes knocking. And the question is, how do we remember God? We remember that life is sweet. If you've lived a long life, you've got memories that you can thank God for homework. Write down at least 10 things that you can thank God for of God, what God's walked you through. If you're young, remember that life is joyful. Life is joyful. You might not know what you're doing, but there are a lot of things that God's put in front of you that you can be excited about that's right here and now, even though you do not know the end goal of your calling that God's calling you to. Let's bring this plane back to the ground. The third thing that Solomon's going to say, and this is for everybody. This so far is nice, isn't it? It's encouraging, right? Yes. Don't leave me hanging, man. Okay. <laughs> but, but you have to acknowledge the pain. Okay. What he's going to say is you need to remember God. If you want to fight this fight well, remember God and you have to remove pain. You've got to remove frustration. Remember and remove. Acknowledge the pain. This is what I mean by it. There are hurts and pains in my life. Amen? Yeah. There are hurts and pains in my life, but I am going to be real with them and I will not give up the fight. Folks, there are things that you cannot change. There are things that will cause you pressure. There are things that will cause you discomfort in this life. And there are things that's not going to be completely out of your hand. That other people will decide for you. Your boss will fire you. Your spouse will leave you. Your child will get into drugs. And will cause you pain. And I'm not here to preach a gospel that tells you come to Jesus and magically all these things will be removed and you'll have a unicorn instead of a car. <laughs> you will have pain. But God's word tells us to acknowledge this pain. He says, verse 10, remove vexation from your heart. Vexation is frustration, it's worries, it's hardship. Remove them from your heart and put away pain from your body. For youth and the dawn of life are vanity. You see, when you're thinking about what was and what could be, it's all vanity, it's all vapor, it's habel, it's useless, it's pointless, it's meaningless. He says, remove vexation from your heart, put away pain. You excited for that? You see, I'm not. Because I was stumped with the question, how? How do I do that? Great, fine. I'll acknowledge the pain, remove vexation, awesome. How do I do that? Do I get drunk? Do I do drugs? How do I remove vexation from my heart? How do I you know, put away pain from my body? How do I do that? How do I do that biblically? How do I do it practically? Because I am walking with a lot of pain right now, even though I acknowledge the fight, even though I acknowledge that life is sweet, even though I acknowledge that I do not know what I'm doing, but in the moment there's a lot of things that I can do that's exciting. There is pain. There is some, the, the Satan has hit me and he, he's left, me, left bruises on me. People have harmed me. How do I get rid of this pain? Let me give you some practical steps. Some of you, you need professional help. Some of you need to find a good counselor to get help. Nothing wrong with that. Professional help is good. Sometimes you just need to admit that you're focusing too much on your failures than on the blessings that God's given you. That's practical wisdom. That's good for you to acknowledge that. Sometimes as Christians, we're too prideful and we don't get the practical help that God is sending your way. 
Some of you guys, you had a terrible childhood and you need professional help. I've had a terrible childhood and I've never seen a counselor and the past, the past years in ministry, I've really taken this to God. I said, God, maybe I need to see a counselor. Maybe I need to talk to someone about this. You know, because sometimes it really worries me and I get bogged down. And I don't want to be so spiritual when God says, you know what, man, it's time for you to actually go seek some actual medical help. I don't want to ignore what God's calling me to do and just have this faith which is actually foolishness and ignore it. So practically, some of you guys need professionals. Sometimes it's important for you to focus and to know and to come to terms that you're focusing on your failures. You're throwing a pity party for yourself and to acknowledge your pain that oftentimes, I've noticed this in my life, I focus too much on my depression and not on my deliverance and so I'm depressed and I don't feel delivered. No amen for that. Okay, fine. <laughs> Whatever. Thank you. Okay, as a pastor, I want to give you my pastor's perspective on how do we deal with this pain? How do we acknowledge this pain? And I hope your pens are going to move fast with this. You see, oftentimes, you find yourselves down because you've not spoken to your Creator. You remember, it starts with remembering God. You've not spoken to Him. I know, as a believer, there have been many times in my life, I've gone weeks and months without ever praying. I know, right? Crazy. Joel, really? Like, how come? I know, because you've done it too. Don't leave me hanging. You wake up, you're busy. You come back home, you're excited. Your wife's got Jesus' meal. Your children are distracting you. You don't get time to get on your knees and to cry out to God and to talk to Him. And oftentimes you find yourself carrying this pain, even unable to acknowledge the pain, be spread about blind spots. You don't even see them because you've never taken to God in prayer. The hymn says, What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is for us to carry everything to Him in prayer. Folks, it's a privilege. Don't lose that privilege. You know, they say that driver's license is a privilege, not a right. Ooh, really? Awesome. And most of you guys drove over here. And you're excited to drive, to get around. Prayer is a much bigger privilege because you don't just get to drive your car from your home to church. You get to carry your pains and burdens and aches to the one that made you and you get to remember him and fight this good fight. And it's quite possible that you're unable to acknowledge your pain and deal with your pain because you haven't spoken to your creator. So as a pastor, my practical perspective on, on giving your pain to him is spend time in praying. And here's a second one. Oftentimes, you carry your pain because you, you've talked to God, you've spoken to Him, and then you take your pain with you and go back to work. You've not gotten the point of casting all your cares onto Him. How does that verse end? Cast all your cares on Him for He, yes. he cares for you. For He cares for you. He cares for you. He cares for you. He cares for you. In a relationship, one of the things that I love the most is when there's care, when there's nurture, my wife will wake up in the middle of the night to care for the baby. She'll wake up multiple times because we have five kids. It's crazy. And one guy's got a bloody nose and one dude's not in his blanket and one dude's sleepwalking and this baby's crying. She'll wake up and she loves a whole night's sleep but she barely gets like four hours of sleep because she cares. I want you to know that the one that made you cares for you. Yes, there's a day when judgment will come and right now he says, listen, I care for you and if you listen to me, and you let me direct your path, this fight, we can win this. And we can spend the rest of eternity in victory. He cares for you. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7, he says, casting all our anxieties on him because he cares for you. Listen, we're going to have Holy Communion soon. And I can't help but not tie this all up with the good news of Jesus, the gospel. You see, folks, in this fight, Every single person sitting over here, 
we've lost. Each and every one of you, no matter how accomplished you are, you are a big fat loser. We've all lost. And you and I should not have any hope or joy sitting over here this morning if it wasn't for Jesus. Because he is the victor, not me. You know, this message is not about how smart I am. This message is about how victorious God is. This, this, this message is not about how we can be strong and how we can be glorious and how we can be victorious. This message is about Jesus who's conquered sin and death and hell and tore the gates apart so anyone that's walking that way can find hope and salvation in him, in his blood and his blood alone. It says in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, please pay attention to me if you weren't all this while because I really want to land this well. Romans chapter 3 verse 23 says, For everyone has sinned. Everyone has sinned. Sweet old grandma has sinned. Everyone has sinned. And have fallen short of the glory of God. We all fall short of God's glorious standards. But please look at verse 24. Yet God in His grace. Yet God in His grace. Will someone please read that next word out loudly? But God in His grace, what? Freely. Oh my gosh. He freely makes us right in his sight. He freely makes us right in his sight. Ding, ding, ding! You're down! You gave in to sin. Satan knocked your butt down, brother. You're gone. You're done for the count. One, two, three. And Jesus enters in and freely lifts you up. And he says, let me fight this battle for you now. Let me step in the ring. I got you. I got you. I got you. Let me put the gloves on now. I got you. And he freely, and that's the grace of God. It's not because you were this rock star and he saw potential in you well, you do have potential, but it's not about your works, and that's what the beauty about grace. It's not about what you did and what you've done and what you're going to do. Please listen to me. Sometimes we're too scared to preach this because we think we're leaning towards hyper-grace. Jesus knows the sins that you're going to commit, and he still loves you today. Listen, man, if I knew that, you know, my wife was going to ditch me, you know, when we're walking down the aisle, I wouldn't have married her, right? I mean, come on, duh. I'd be like, hey, you're going to leave me in two years. Jesus knows every single time you're going to betray him and yet he dies and loves you. He knew that Judas was going to betray him with a kiss and sold him off for 30 pieces of silver and yet he washes his feet. <laughs> that's the love of God. That's the grace of God. And he says, in his grace, he freely, that's a beautiful word. You've got to embrace that word this morning. His grace freely makes us right in his sight. You ever got caught doing something stupid and dad came home and you're shivering in your pants and you're like, I'm going to get a good woman? You don't need to be that way before God this morning. He freely makes you right in his sight. And it says, and how does he do this? He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. This is what I want you to do this morning. Believer, unbeliever over here. I want you to acknowledge that you're a sinner. I want you to acknowledge that we have all failed. I want you to acknowledge that we've all gone down for the count. I want you to acknowledge that we all cannot fight this fight if we do not remember God. Acknowledge that. Acknowledge that. Believe ABC, okay? Acknowledge, believe that Jesus is your savior. Jesus is our champion. He is our undisputed champion who's conquered all our battles. He's the only one who can help us win this war. And then you've got to confess this with your mouth. You have to confess this with your mouth because believing alone is not going to be enough. Admitting alone that I'm a sinner is not going to be enough. You've got to confess this with your mouth that Jesus Christ is your Lord and your savior. When you say that he's your Lord, you're saying he's the one who I'm going to follow after. He's the one I'm going to submit and surrender to. I'm not going to submit to the fears of this world. I'm not going to submit to my idiot friends anymore. I'm not going to submit to some stupid religion. I'm going to submit to Jesus Christ and Him alone. And when you say He's your Savior, you're admitting that He's the only one who can save you. Okay, I want to look at that word freely again. Then we're going to have communion, okay? This is exciting. And I'm sorry if I step on a few toes over here this morning. The word freely over here, it says in verse 24, I hope it's on the screen again. There we go. It says, 
Yet God, in His grace, freely makes us right in His sight. Okay, okay, we're going to bring this home. The word freely over here, I had to look it up in Greek because it's written in Greek. The word over there is like Dorian or something like that. It's pronounced something like, like a crazy car, right? But this is what it means. It means um, something that it doesn't have any constraints. It's without restraint or reservation. Listen to me carefully. That word freely means to act freely without constraint, to roam around freely. You know what the picture is of that? It's a picture of a loose woman. What? Really? Yeah. It's a picture of a loose woman. You don't need to buy her a drink. You just got to look her way and she want to come home with you. It's a picture of a loose woman that you don't have to buy flowers and take her out for dinner. She, you just got to look her way and she comes home with you. And I wonder how many of you need to go home with the grace of God if you'd only look that way. And he wants to go home with you. You don't have to go back home and go down for the count every night. Isn't it crazy that grace is like a loose woman? Looking to go with anyone that will look her way. And there's enough grace to go around. And if only we would get off our pride and get off our self-reliance and self-effort and religion and look at this beautiful loose woman called Grace, which is very, 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 very beautiful. It's not by works. It's not how much money you have and how well-dressed you are and how good your breath smells and what car you drove you in. Grace is like, wink, wink, I'm walking down the aisle. Would you look at me? Would you look at me? And, and grace is available for everyone. Let me read that verse again. And yet God in his grace freely, you get that picture now? Freely made us right in his sight. No distractions. If grace was a loose woman, she's walking down these aisles. She's walking down these seats. And the Bible says, look to me and you'll be saved. Look to me. And when you look to him, you're acknowledging I'm a sinner. I've gone down for the count. When you look to him, you're believing that he is your savior. When you look to him, open your mouth and confess, Jesus, you're my Lord. You're my savior. Let's not give up the fight. The only way you can win this battle is remember God before the evil days come. Remember God before old age hits. Remember God before you die. And how do we remember God? Remember that, recognize, acknowledge, life is sweet. Memories, thank you, God. You walked me through so much. I'm still alive. Acknowledge that life is joyful. I might not know what I'm doing right now, but I know that in every moment I can be doing something that brings me joy and excitement. Youth, live in freedom. But don't forget holiness. Don't forget the holiness of God. Join us this Sunday at the Living Church Boise. Service and address can be found on our website, www.thelivingchurchboise.com. Visit our website for service time and address.